Hello, welcome to the Football 360 Show. I'm your host, J.P. Rock. He is Matt Bierman, as always. Special thanks to our sponsor, Wendy's in Chesterfield, Missouri. You can find them on Airport Road in Chesterfield Valley. Work hard, play hard, place to go to play hard is Wendy's, the family-owned and operated operation known for their pizza wings and live entertainment. Have a great time inside or out on the heated patio. So that means you can go there all winter long, Matt, and just have a yeah, great time. There's something about the outdoors in the winter time and still being warm. Yes. And having a good time that really appeals. Uh, Wentz also has carry out and online ordering available. Stop by, check them out. You will not be disappointed, especially for the holidays. And tell them that Matt and JP sent you and you heard about it on the Football 360 show. Uh, if you're interested in being a sponsor for Football 360 Show, contact Megs at football360show.com. How you doing, Matt? Doing great. What's your uh, socials? It is uh, Elite Football on Twitter and Elite Football Academy on uh, Instagram. And you can catch me at jprockmo on X slash Twitter and jprockscoutu on Instagram. And, of course, we have a website as well. Football360show.com. Right. All the episodes are on there. You can ask questions and, and communicate. All kinds of stuff. Got some actual questions this week that I, if I can remember them. Yes. I didn't write them down. Then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and, and bring them up. And, uh, man, that, that was fast. It was, really fast. It was really fast. Really fast football season. High school football is over with. We have some state champions I'm sure we'll probably discuss a little bit of. Bowl season's here. The regular college football season's here. The uh, the uh, transfer portal is in full effect, and I would like to announce right now that I am entering the transfer portal. But you're you thank all your coaches, and family, I want to thank and all my coaches. And... It has been a great time. I learned a lot. You made me a man. But yeah. that's it. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. I got to go higher ground. That is a really interesting. Uh, there's people going in for the right reasons and people going in for the wrong reasons. Yeah. There's there's there's. I got to tell you what, and we'll touch on it because I just, you know. I don't like to talk about the off the field stuff too much, but this is something that's a little different because it's really changing the game of, of college football. hundred oh, percent. It's not, it's not your dad's college football. It's no. not even our college football anymore. It's, you know, it's not two years ago, three years ago. It's professional football. It is professional football. At the so, F FBS level. Yeah. Oh yeah, exactly. And, and I would imagine that at some point you might have, them be in direct competition with the NFL. Mm -hmm. If they don't make some kind of a deal because they love to make deals with them to be their official, you know, minor league system. Yeah. Professional, but but not on on the same level. Yeah, there's a there's a whole lot to all of the inner workings of, you know, how it's getting paid. I I just saw the NCAA is about to propose, or at least their president proposed a new um Basically, a subdivision, they called it, which I don't quite understand exactly why they'd have a subdivision to do it. But um, it would be basically an education trust fund where each school would have to uh, put in minimum $30,000 a month. Yeah. Or, I mean, excuse me, a year per athlete. I was going to okay. say that's going to knock a lot of people out. So then the problem <clears> is, <throat> is if you do that, um, you know, it becomes Title Nine if the universities yep. do it. And then it becomes a, a really big cost expenditure that... Quite honestly, I don't see anybody but the big power five schools doing. And that's eventually probably what's going to wind up happening. You're probably going to wind up just having the big boys, which will be the minor leagues or another pro league. It already is. And yeah. then you're going to see other schools just 
give up football. You know, nope. the little guys first will give up football and then upwards and upwards until you really just have the power five league. Like, would that be a good name? Power, yeah, the power, power five, five league. league. Yeah. And, and you saw locally here what happened with Linwood University. I mean, great, great school. Yeah. Uh, they add division one football or division one sports. Yep. Football being the mainstay along with basketball. And then they just announced that they're, you know, nine, they eliminated nine sports. Yeah. So I those, saw that. those, you know, track and field hockey and, and you're going to see more and more of that. And yeah. what's, what's going to wind up happening is you're going to have some really good professional Power Five teams, and then you're going to have guys who play high school football not be able to play college football unless it's like a club team mm-hmm. situation, which I don't know how that would work. That that's, what they do, that's what they do in uh, um, the club teams in uh, uh, hockey. Right. Right. So that's a lot of those, and then they have you know, they're going to they, do a lot of fundraising, I guess, in order to a uh, very expensive sport to do. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I I do think it's going to be very interesting to see how that all shakes out because, you know, it is football is is the mainstay for most schools, right? As far as making money, and then you know, so it does make sense, but you know, and, and to some degree, it's a little unfair because it funds all the other extracurriculars that go right. on. So, um, you know. It'll work itself out, right? I think at some point it would probably be wise to think that the NCAA won't even be involved, yeah. um, that they will find their way out the door. Already hearing whispers of that. Yeah. And, so, and that's going to be a big battle. That's going to be lawsuits and legal yeah. you know, battles and ramifications going forward. And it's, it's just it's really going to be up in the air. So it's really just uh, you know, in transition. Yeah, as to what's and I I think too for like the the kids that are the seniors right now, unfortunately, like we're seeing, you know, there's kids obviously getting offers, but you're seeing like the plethora of like smaller schools are starting to come in, which happens this time of year yep. every year, right? Yep. Um, as we get closer to the initial signing day in December, um, you'll see a bunch of the smaller schools come in, and then once the, you know, the guys at the top kind of get cleared out that are early signing. Then there's another recruiting period that takes yeah. place, you know, from mid-December through February. They reshuffle even, even the recruiting the, boards, yeah. right? Find, look at the tiers, see who's there, see who didn't sign, see who's available. Yeah. And then it all starts all starts over. Starts over again, yeah. So it, if, if you are one of those guys, don't be upset. Don't yeah. be upset. I'm not getting my offers. Hang tight and see how things shake out after the first signing day. Yeah, I, I think that's a really good approach because at the end of the day, you can only go to one school, right? Right. You're not. This is not like an unlimited situation where you get to go to a bunch of different schools. So yeah, you may have a bunch of offers. Well, you do, but not right yeah, away. You get to go to one school at a time, <laughs> right? right? right. <laughs> so uh, I think that that's really important because at, at the end of the day, like you have to go where you fit best, and you know sometimes that fit might not be what you thought it was going to be, mm-hmm. right? I was talking to a high school coach this morning, and he made a comment that. Uh, the realizations kicking in for some of his guys that they're not going to be going to Alabama or a power five yeah, school. No. And to me, you know, it's, it's, it, it's great to have a dream, but no. it's also, you have to be grounded and be around people that are realistic with you. Right. Because if you're around someone that's been selling you a dream that you're going to be that guy, if it doesn't happen by like your sophomore year, like usually like, where the recruiting attention starts to really start to pop the end of sophomore going into junior year, like those big power five schools are recruiting two classes out. They're not, they're not recruiting their 2024 class right now. They're, 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 they're done oh, yeah, for the yeah. most part, right? For, I mean, for the most part, 2024. They're fighting, yeah. they're fighting over the same kids. Right. But right at, I, this point. at the same time, I will say that 2025, there are juniors who people don't know about right, yet that are gonna who will be yeah. P5 players. Yeah. Those guys will start, but they had to have had a, 
an emergent year this year, right? But a lot of those, like the high level, like quarterbacks, yeah. so to speak, they're offered as sophomores. Like that's just the way it is because you talk to those guys that already have those offers, there's kids filling up the class of 2025 for as far as quarterback commits all over the country, right? Yeah. So, because there's only one spot for those guys. So linemen are a little bit different. Uh, you know, some of the defensive backs and receivers where they're taking a little bit larger classes. But yeah, there's guys that are juniors. But if you go into your senior year and you don't have a bunch of offers going into it, it doesn't mean you can't get them. But the odds are definitely stacked, especially in today's day and age, yeah. because they don't need to. They don't need to spend the time and money evaluating guys like that because they can go to the portal. Look at the portal. Look at the quarterbacks in there. It's unbelievable. Look at the big time quarterbacks that are in there, and you want to know what the, the schools that are going to get them are the big time programs. Yeah, they're not going to go to Vanderbilt. They're not going to go to South Carolina. They're going to, you already see the names lined up. You already see him. Uh, what's his name? Cam Ward. He's going to, I'm already hearing he's going to go to Ohio state, which by the way, Merry Christmas, Mizzou fans, 10 of like the entire starting offense for Ohio state is entering the transfer portal. But you know, you already see the names lining up to the schools are going to go to. And guess what? They're the schools that are in the top 10, you know, for the most part of the teams that are, going to be playing in, in the playoffs yeah those that top 10 quarterbacks that have come out are legit i mean oh, they're yeah. all starters um but people gotta understand the reason why that's happening is you know some kids are making bad choices those top 10 quarterbacks probably aren't making bad choices mm -hmm. they've probably been advised by their agents right because they oh, have agents now it's one um, uh, th that they should come out due to financial reasons right yep. and so there's you know the Coach Rule at, at Nebraska came out and said, you know, the cost of a backup, or I mean, a starting quarterback to transfer yeah. in from transfer portals is $2 million. And half, one yeah. and a half to $2 million. Yeah. And I think that is a realistic, you know, expectation of a lot of those guys going out and, and, and transferring. Now, right. you know, at the end of the day, you got to you gotta put up or shut up, and you got to be a guy that comes in there and does what he's supposed to do. But, you know, I think if you get that kind of money, I mean, that's better than going in as a, as a rookie for the most part, you right. know, if you're not a, 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 you know, first one or two rounds and you're, you're getting guaranteed money to live in the same place you've been living, getting a scholarship, Party, you know, yep. all, all your food paid for. Yeah. That's a good situation good for life. those guys. Now, yeah, good life. The other end of the spectrum is, you know, you're playing at a smaller school and you, you know, you still got loans and you got things like that. I mean, so yeah, the, the, there are different varying degrees and a lot of that, if you if you trace back to who those guys are, a lot of them were, especially the quarterbacks, were guys that somebody anointed when they were young, right? And then that follows them kind of through the through the recruiting cycle, if you will. And then those guys are the guys that get to school that have better expectations, and then they're a little bit higher recruit, and so people really put put a lot of stock in them, so they get a little bit more visibility get a few more shots and then you know if they if they do what they're supposed to do they they get their they get their playing time if they get playing time then potentially they can jump when they when they earn you know you don't even respectable, need playing, yeah, you don't, respectable yeah. stats you don't even need playing time anymore yeah i mean and that's the thing is like like well these young guys that are leaving that don't have any playing time yeah you know that were like a four-star recruit you know, a lot of them are going to have to figure out they're going to have to drop down you know a, a peg or two right i mean and unless a coach that really loved him is somewhere that's like, Hey, we need to pick this guy back. Like Oregon state. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, their new head coach. Guess what? Their quarterback over there is going to transfer to Michigan state now. Yeah. So that's the job that he took. 
But you, you're seeing that you're seeing, but you're seeing all the big schools are going to be the ones that get the top quarterbacks. Oh, yeah. yeah You'll not. get opportunities to transfer, you know, because quarterback is, is a prime position. What do you think about the guys that are like the four star guys? Like, you know, kid at Mizzou just, just left uh, DJ. Uh, Wasilek. Wasilek. Yeah. yeah. So he, you know, he's what a freshman. Yeah. He's going to have three years eligibility yeah. left. And uh, what's interesting about him though, is that he came in, I think he was, was sick. He might've had mono or something else. Lost a bunch of weight, never really got on there. But another thing that comes into play is, you know, how do you get along with your position coach? Is mm -hmm. he your coach? Are you in his doghouse? Is, you know, I mean, there's, you know, there's a lot of politics that are involved and if there's somebody else that they like better and you come in and you're the, big guy who was, you know, just right down the road, you know, within a stone's throw of, of Columbia mm -hmm. and you, they build you up as you're the guy and then you don't play. You want to, you want to go and he'll be able to play. I yeah. mean, he's, he has all of the, the tools. Yeah. You just, you just hope the, the, the thing is, is like those guys are so ready to play early and what they don't understand is the game is different than it was five years ago. Yeah. Right. Because of the transfer portal, they can bring in a guy that's got two, three years experience, and now you're suddenly further back down the depth chart. Yep. So to think you're just going to go jump in somewhere because you were a four-star at M Mizzou, if you don't have good film and you don't pick the right situation, you can find yourself right back in the same problem you just left, yep. right? So, um, you know, I, I think it's just one of those really tough things, and you have to have good people around you. I mean, I, I can't tell you the number of kids I've advised over the years about my thoughts, you know, and they ask where they think they, if they're going to transfer, especially college college transfer portal guys. And, uh, you know, a number of them have come back and and, and said, I wish I would have listened because yeah. they, they, they took the bait, right? And this is kind of pre-payment uh, period, right? Like where guys were not really getting paid a lot to do the NIL. Mm -hmm. You know, that's really kind of kicked up the last two years. Oh yeah, and you know, but 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 again, I, my advice is is you know you got to be very careful going way too far out of the recruiting network, you, you, out of like this region, because if you do, you run the risk of becoming a dime a dozen, right? Like if you start going to big states, the Florida, California, the Texas, Georgia, where they have a lot of kids that play football that look just like you, right? That are probably just as good, that are more tied into the local football ecosystem you can find yourself getting over recruited real fast they'll recruit yeah. right over the top of you well and what you're gonna what you're gonna see is you're gonna see a lot more agents pop mm -hmm. up right yeah. guys who are handling guys and that's probably going to become a whole another industry of guys who yeah are, are wanting to be out there and quite frankly i mean you know tampering doesn't go on right wink wink yeah. wink wink but if you're not getting that on some level, you might want to rethink or you might want to get really, really good advice. Yeah. So if, you're, you if you trust. are, if you're a guy at that level, like a power five guy, it's a starter. That means you're earning. That's going to be no problem. You're earning yeah. money, right? Yep. Um, if you're that, you know, third tier guy that's not in the mix, that was a big guy coming out, you know, you might not get the guy that's going to, you know, uh, be able to get you the best advice because right. there's no money involved. But you, you better hear through some for, sort of <coughs> channel that yeah. these people are interested in you. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. As far as, like, that goes, yeah. I, can, I can tell you, yeah, you're not supposed to talk with anybody right. prior. But, but information to, gets to you. But I will tell you, uh, Somehow. as someone that's in the industry, yeah, there's people that call. There's people that have conversations. I mean. What do you think if if, if we were interested in this yeah, guy? Yeah, well, or what do you know say? about this yeah. guy? Like, yeah. I mean, that's what, that happens all the time. And so, you know, at the end of the day, like, 
I'm going to tell people what I know about an individual. I'm not, you know, a street agent by any means, <clears> but I, you know, I'm, I'm definitely someone that's been doing it for 24 plus years. And, you know, that's the other thing is I listen to the, there's so many kids that get just absolutely horrible advice. I mean, I'm not here to knock anybody, but the vast majority of guys that are, let's call them trainers or recruiting gurus or all that, they don't know. Like they have not done it long enough. Like, I mean, I just the number of just pieces of advice or guys that glom on to individuals. I mean, like if just look at people's social media and you have guys posting stuff about people that they've they've trained or they've been around one time or two times and they're claiming them as somebody that they that they train or oh. to do that. So then they then you go and you think that that's someone's reputable because you think that person helped them and you have no idea that that guy has nothing to do with any of it and yeah. and and let alone maybe not not even a great trainer for that much you know for that so to speak I mean it might be someone cutting their teeth and getting getting into it newly but I got to tell you do you want to go to the person that's been doing it for a long time that has a track record of literally hundreds if not thousands of kids do you want to go through that group or do you want to go through a group that just kind of popped up overnight and the problem is you only get to do it one time you, you don't get an unlimited number of transfers you don't get an unlimited number of um, you know, moves, you either have to grad, be a grad transfer or you get one free transfer. That's it. Right. Yeah. And you know, the more, if you do, a, if you do a, a transfer early on in your career, the chances that you're going to graduate fast and get that grad transfer, you're greatly go down because we know how that works when you transfer colleges. So having people on your side and that know the situation and know how to do it, um, you, you know, I think is, is worth its weight in gold. And usually you're right. There are going to be guys that are charging for it. Um, I would be wary of these. A lot of these. There's a lot of name, image, and likeness agents now. Um, I'd just be wary of some of those guys in the sense that they probably understand the marketing side of things and the social media, which is probably awesome, right, for guys' value. Meh. But on the flip side, making decisions based on football, you got to have someone that's in the in the in the uh, in the fold with football. Well, you know, I was talking with a high school coach this weekend. And he was discussing and he brought it up how these kids and parents pay close attention to your kids, social media and what they're doing and who they're talking to and who they're following and who they buy into. He was explaining how, you know, these kids are looking to follow not just people who are going to train them or be their agent, but even people who have a camera and like I'm media or people, people who can make an edit right to put online. And these kids will want to follow them because they're constantly looking for some sort of validation, clout, or recognition. And you have people who don't know what they're doing, don't have their, their best interest is themselves. And so they're, they want this and they want a following themselves. They're looking for the same thing that the kids are looking for. Oh, they're looking for the clout. They're looking for the, you, for, what, the, for the look at me, look at me. So, yeah, I mean, I've seen the rise of the, the, the edit makers, if you will, right? Mm-hmm. Dirty little secret you have a phone. For the most part, you can do the same thing with filming, having your buddy film you, and you yeah. can do it in an app. There's templates. But um, There's on the apps. flip side, you know, with the trainers, it's the same thing. Like, I, I mean, you bring up a great point. A lot of the young trainers that I've seen, like their goal is to gain as equal clout as the kids that they're around, right? Yep. And and the unfortunate thing is- You see media is, people doing that. You know, the unfortunate thing is, is like, like what I've learned is that it's their time. You let the kids do their thing. You guide them and help them and train them and do the best you can. Like, look, 
I'm not a big guy to show up to people's signing days and commitments and all that because, A, I'm not going to bring anything to it. My job is done, right, it's for, for, for now. Um, we've done what we're supposed to do. We've helped them train, get them to that point. Yes, it's great to celebrate, but I, that's not what it's about. Like that, it's, it's, it, that was the expectation to get them there. Like, we're not like, this is not like, you know, photo op, right? But then you see people showing up to people's signing days that haven't really done anything with them. And it really taints what that motive is. Like, what is your motive? Why are you really there for the kid or for your own clout? And unfortunately, you know, you got to be pretty cynical because a lot of guys legitimately are going to try and climb off of kids' backs, right? And and believe me, over the years, what we've been doing when people didn't understand what we were doing, you know, they people would just automatically assume you're doing this to get over on people and this and that. But you look at the track record of organizations um, and you'll see the fruit that their tree bears, right? You see that the fruit that, that comes off the tree of what they've created. So if you look at like our, our business as, as a, in general, our training facility, our coaching tree is as extensive as most NFL coaching trees. And we have literally guys in the front office in the NFL. We have guys that are coaching in the NFL, scouting in the NFL. We have division one coaches. We have guys that are head coaches at, at lower levels. Um, you know, power five SEC guys. Makes you feel old, doesn't it? Yeah, it makes you feel <laughs> old. But it also is like one of those things right. where these are guys that you played a part in their process day in and day out for, you know, four to five to six to 10 year period in their life. And it's exciting. But at the same time, if your motive is to, to, to really help develop and build and push the game forward, you don't need to be on social media telling everybody that's what you do. Right. Right. It's like, uh, you know, you're, you're supposed to do certain things. If you are a coach, you're doing it for the kids. If you have to say you're doing it for the kids or this is your calling, then it might not be your calling because reality of it is, is that if you do it on a daily basis, your, your work shows. And I think that's probably high school coaches get really frustrated with that because, you know, they're there every day grinding and out coaching and they see someone pop in and they see them get opportunistic. So, you know, we've always tried to stay in the back because that's not our goal is not to outshine anybody. Yeah. We've been, we've been told we don't self promote ourselves oh, yeah. en enough. In, oh yeah. I, yeah. I, I mean, I, I would agree. I mean, I had to tell kids that are, our uh, one of our tryouts that you know what does what does JP Rock do and Ugh. I had kids say well he, he films no right. he's no, not, not a guy I'm not one just, of those dudes yeah there's guys I mean that's a media guy right like that's yeah. someone and and Which, God love them because yeah. guys that are taking pictures at games and guys that are filming at games like providing content for that but the selfish side of the things like do you think anybody's going to recruit you off of an edit yeah. You know what? Your family wants that picture of you playing so they can have it the rest of your life, which is really neat to capture that moment. It's awesome. I mean, there's probably nothing cooler than getting an action photo of yourself playing football. Right? It's really neat, right? Yeah, it's just it's just natural. Yeah, people want the recognition. Which but at is, the same time, like like I mean, you can go you can go down a whole big rabbit hole on, on that one of people yeah. what you know what they're willing to pay for like a blurb written about them. To see, so that they can repost it online, or a photo of, or an offer, or an offer. Ooh, well, an offer, yeah, there's nobody. Anybody comes to you and tells you, "Pay me this, I'm going to get you an offer." They're they're straight up lying to you. Yeah, I mean, well, just I I recently had a conversation with someone who a college coach who intimated that he believes there are coaches who will take money for phantom offers. I don't know what level. I don't know who's doing it. It, obviously, that would be that would be an uncommittable offer. Mm. 
But the problem is, and usually if you see someone that's got some kind of bizarre offer like yeah. that, or a kid that somehow faked their way. Well, there's into been it. guys who've done that. There's oh, been I, kids who, I, who say, I got an offer from this. And, you know, you got to be really leery. There's that. a couple of kids that, you know, you, you watch a kid that has all these Power Five offers and then they end up at an F, you know, a low level FCS or Division Two. It really makes you question if those were legitimate. Well, offers. no, they're not. Yeah, I mean, we talked about uncommittable offers yeah. and committable offers. And a lot of that stuff, believe it or not, you do have schools that will do the shotgun technique of, of I'm going to offer everybody mm -hmm. right and so they want to offer that guy to see what happens with him does he pan out well we might want this guy but let's see how he does let's see how his season goes and guess what you weren't as good as they thought you were but you were worth the 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 price of giving you an offer which was worth nothing cost them nothing. And you know uh I I like the technique of let's say a, a school like um Boise State offers okay well you should then if you were legitimate, right, that means all those other Mountain West schools are probably going to start, like, kicking the tires, like, why did they offer that guy? Someone in their recruiting department will start to analyze, and then you'll see some copycat offers within the side of the conference. Doesn't mean all the schools in the conference are going to offer, but maybe, a, a, you know, a, a Wyoming or a UNLV might, you know, kick the tires and say, okay, let's, let's offer this kid as well. Um, but if you don't see that and you see, you know, Boise State offered a kid in St. Louis – and then you don't see anybody kind of coming sniffing around. That's usually a sign that something's either either they've just co completely missed it, which is possible, or they're not looking for someone like that in their system, or you, it might be a reach, right? And and then when it all push comes to shove, that that offer probably wasn't, you know, yeah. committable. Or their all, their evaluation system is superior to everybody else's. Yeah. That oh, there's yeah. that outside chance of that one. Yeah. But but again, you know. If, if, if you got an offer from Boise State and your next best offer is from a D3 school, try to commit. Now. Commit right now. now. Yeah. Don't let the last word get out of their mouth that you have an offer and be like, you know, that's another thing. I've James, always loved know. Boise State, coach. I'm, it's my dream school. Yeah. And actually, it's a pretty darn cool place to go play. It actually If is. you can handle the blue turf. That's true. Um, make you sick. By the way, they won the Mountain West. So, um, but but I, I, I do think that, like, it's one of those things where if you get the opportunity – so we're, we're talking about someone popping an offer that's kind of out, out there and you're like, hey, it's a school that you'd really want to go to. You know, human nature is, well, you know, you beg for the first offer, right? Then it comes and then you become picky at that point because you th let me see what else is coming, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, I I've, I talked about this a few weeks ago. I, there's a, you know, a coach, they offered a kid. The kid uh, says, hey, I'm good. I, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take my options and make a decision this summer. Well, the problem is, is you give yourself an opportunity to be recruited over at that point because that summer, you know, going into the spring, like there's another uh, uh, portal period, right? That, that starts like that after, like right at the beginning of the summer. That has to be done really quick if they're still going to do it this year, but they did last year. Um, so in that time, the guy got to evaluate other kids and he thought, well, I kind of like this guy better than him. So if that kid would have taken that offer, He'd be sitting in there, and he, and he turns around. Now he has nothing, right? And I think you got to be this day and age. It's very difficult to just sit there and, and, and think you're going unless you're a national level recruit, right? A national level recruit is a guy that gets clusters of offers, right? They come in clusters, and they're, and they're guys that have a bunch of them, right? Um, but national level recruits, they also get bypassed too. Oh yeah, you, you know you can, you don't have forever. 
Well, there was you got you got to enter you got to enter that into your thought process. I mean, we, we there was a kid recently in our in our region within the last two three years was a, a all American, and waited to do it after the uh, December signing period and, and it was not open. No, yeah, there there besides committable and non committable, there are whether it's spoken or unspoken time limits as to when you can commit as well. Yeah. So that that's a great piece of advice. When you when you start getting offered, I mean, I always tell our kids, you need to ask them what the timeline is. Yes. When they need an answer, and you'll know if they want it right now, they'll tell you. They'll push it. If they tell you you got time, chances are they either they really want you or they're just kind of sure. just not really yeah. sure about you anyway. So it's just a placeholder. Yeah. So you got to, you know, th that's a really good probing question to ask people because if you don't ask them, you don't know. You just assume you got, you put on your Twitter bio, blessed to receive an offer. Well, is it legit? Because there, I mean, there are coaches who will tell you, we need to know by six o'clock tonight yeah. whether you're coming or not. And a lot of times that they will force, I've seen kids be forced into a verbal and, you know, now this was back in the day, a little, mm -hmm. little few years ago. I don't think as much anymore that kids feel compelled to. Well, my word is my bond, and and I give them my word, and I got to stick to this, you know. They, but back then, kids did. They were like, man, I, I well, they they told me I had to commit right now, or else, or else. And and my advice to that was usually, say, okay, well, I'll take my chances. Yeah. If you're not one hundred percent sold and sure, your family's not, take your chances. Yeah. Now, though, I would say it's a little more difficult because it's like, hey, if I got that spot, yeah, you might want to take it only because what else do you have, right? I mean, unfortunately, you hate to well, say that, and you hope that someone gets more offers, yeah, and has better offers or something that's you know better, more in the, up their alley. But you know, you you don't want to go in regretting your your commitment. You, either, you don't. But what's interesting about the flip side of the whole transfer portal thing is, you know, you hear a lot of guys say, "Oh, I'm slept on." Right. I'm a dog. I'm slept on. Well, you have that opportunity yeah. to prove that. Go to a smaller school. Mm -hmm. Right. Go to a smaller school. Kill it there. And you will have your opportunity to jump up. I saw uh, one, of the it kids, all the time. one of the kids we mentioned, Jay Parker, that was a Timberland High School. Yeah. Northwest Missouri. He's got two years to go. I saw he entered the transfer portal. Yeah. Be curious to see where he ends up. Is that you? I, I think you gave that advice on on the air. I did. And I saw him. I saw him go into it, and I was like, "Oh, well, he's going in." And you know, it stinks for uh, the D two schools that are losing those guys. But at the same time, yeah, this is the the farm system that the NCAA used to try to prevent when when a kid would go from a lower level school up, mm -hmm. mandatory had to sit out a year. You know, and I think you know doing the one time free transfer. That that has completely eroded that uh, concept, and and now you're getting those guys that are coming out of farm systems, so to speak, and, yeah. and getting developed and going. And it really has affected Ju JUCO football. It's going to it's going to affect everybody, and it's going to suck for everybody because you're not going to know who your team you love rah rah is from year to year. Look at Ohio. Look at Ohio State. Right back in the day, they they knew who was who, and you knew who mm -hmm. was who. Look at uh, Washington, Washington State, o Oregon State, right? Yeah. Coaches would leave and players were stuck there. And that, there's something to be said about that, that argument. It's not fair. However, how do you get behind, you know, your team like you used to, you know, like, like know all the players, know all the stats, know all the names. Well, that guy's only here temporarily, right? You bought him for that year. Yep. You don't know where he's going to be. 
ne- next year. You have a completely different team. And I'm seeing a lot of that. I'm seeing a lot of people starting to wake up to that and cry about that on, on Twitter and, and Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's changing the dynamic of the game. Is that loyalty going to remain to those teams or is it just strictly mercenary and I just want to win at all costs and I don't care? Well, I, I don't even think it's do I want to win. I think it's where do I go to get paid? Well, I'm talking about from a fan perspective. Oh, for, oh yeah. Yeah, from a yeah. fan perspective. Oh, yeah, from a yeah, player's perspective. Going, how's that just, go? Yeah, from a player's perspective, forget it. It's, that's die's cast. Yeah. It's die's cast. And so I do think, though, it's an inter- interesting model, but I, I do think it's very s- similar to the NFL. So when they were going to strike a number of years ago, you know, one of the comments, I was talking to a bunch of NFL guys that were back in the facility around that time. And, you know, the dangerous thing is, is that, you know, those guys' life cycle in the NFL is two to three years, right? And then the superstars stick around. Um, but the problem is, is that they don't have the leverage they think they have because <clears throat> a Bears fan is a Bears fan is a Bears fan, right? And a, a Bengals fan, and I don't know how you could be a Browns fan. I know a few of them. <laughs> but but the, those guys are tried and true to their city and their team, right? And and come push comes to shove, like whoever they have is whoever they have. Now they can they can complain about it, but they are still fans. The issue becomes when you have, you know, college football, you have a lot of transient fans that are, you know, you have a lot of people that live in St. Louis that are Ohio State fans or Michigan fans that really don't have an elite, you know, tie to the school other than that's their team, right? Yeah. And so, you know, maybe those are the guys that when start, you know, they start to see the free agency effect and just like, eh, you know, maybe they don't have the same loyalty. But yeah, Ohio State's a great example. I mean, they're losing their quarterback. They're, yeah, they're losing, they're losing 10 guys. And I know a bunch of them are guys who are starters and offensive starters. And so the, the, the spread, which I don't know anything about football betting, but the spread went from, uh, you know, 6.5 down to 2.5 to where some are like, well, Mizzou should probably be the favorite. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It'll be really interesting to see as we get closer to see who the actual guys that opt out or stay or play or whatever, you know, Mizzou sounds like they're mostly all going to play. Right. So, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, the seven guys that, that are, are transferring, nobody's, nobody's a starter. Yeah you know, that I'm aware of. And, and what's, what's really interesting about it is did Ohio state, did their players like, well, we didn't make the playoff. So we really don't care. You go ahead and win that bowl game, Mizzou. I just have and, a hard and, time. And, with and we're going to, we're going to be about us. And while at Mizzou, they're like, man, this is, this is it, right? It's a dream. 10 win season, get a, get a chance to play Ohio state. So one, that what it's all about. It, it should be, right? but this is what I'm talking about. What we're seeing, we're seeing, the changeover, yeah. right? To where now you have these mercenary, and I hate to say that, but it really is. It's it's about me. Well, I don't like it. I don't like this. I do, you know, I want my cake. I want to eat it too. I want pink icing on it, mm-hmm. you know? So, uh, well, you know, Ohio State fans, yeah, thanks for the time. Thanks for the laughs. But, you know, you go ahead and lose to Mizzou, right? Yeah. Enjoy that, Ohio State fans. Yeah, because We're they're, on to the on. Next, they're on to the, on next, the next thing, thing. right? And I, I, I think... People will wear that. That that fan base is a little different than a pro fan base, right? Because yeah. they're used to free agency and change, and um, and watching the you know the ebbs and flows of it. Because then you also got fantasy football and um, that whole component, and obviously the betting and, and and all that stuff, which I don't know very little about, honestly. But um, I think you're right. It's gonna it's gonna really start to wear. And then, and then the other thing is, is you know, to your point, you know, these guys are getting nil deals. Right, they're getting paid. You know, is is there a stipulation as to how many games they've played, their performance, whatever it might be? Because you know, if someone's given 
let's just call it Marvin Marvin Harrison a couple million dollars or whatever he's making NIL. You know, he doesn't want to risk anything going because he's going to the NFL, right? You know, which is that's a, that other than the guys playing in the playoffs that there's a, there's been a trend of that for years where guys oh, yeah. just opt out, but. Is that really living up to the person that supported them and giving them the money to do whatever they're doing and wearing Cartier uh, watches and all that stuff right. on the sideline? I mean, do, at what point, you know, do the law of, you know, the, the economic laws start to kick in and people say, this isn't worth my money to pay these guys? Right. Exactly. And the fans to, to follow it or back it. And eventually, will only the playoffs matter? Will all the other bowl games become completely irrelevant because guess what? Their best players aren't going to play because they want to transfer or they're going to go to the league. Yeah, so next, now you well, have next year. We're going to find out. We're going to find out. So, so then what, you know, what do you, what are you actually going to be watching? The, the product is going to suffer is the point that I'm trying to make yeah. all, all along through, through all this is the product is going to suffer. Will it suffer this year? No. A couple of years, maybe not, but the long-term effect. Yeah of this unless things change is probably pretty bleak. So we haven't talked about it. What'd you, what'd you think about Florida state not getting in undefeated? I understand it, but here we go. Here's, here's the thing. They're, they're undefeated, but they don't have their best player. Here we go. Don't have their best player. Their games have been, you know, won by the defense who really wants to see that. You know, right, and the committee committee clearly said they did it because they they weren't the same team. Not the same team. There you go. So there's that. So will the only players who play be the ones who play in the playoff bowl game? Yeah, I you know? see that happening. I absolutely see that for happening. sure, and that that's what that's that's what it's going to boil down to. So it's going to change, you know, college football forever. Then you're going to see you toss in the NIL, right, and the transfer portal, and you're going to shrink the size of college football. Oh yeah, it's already being squoze, if so to speak, oh, yeah. as we speak. I mean, it's, it, it is. is it, yeah, it's it's. You know, come on, it's the. But it's going to be. It's going to go from a slight squeezing to just a. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Orange juice. That's it. Yeah. yeah. And and I think with the sad part, the, yeah, with extra pulp. The the, the the unfortunate thing is, is there's so many good football players at all levels. That I think it's going to, you know, and we're in a dangerous spot because as we go back to all these guys chasing clout and this and that, you know, the number of times I've been told, you know, my son wants to play football, but he's only going to do D1. You know, that's only that's all he wants. And if he doesn't get to do D1, he's just going to go to school. You know, and part of me, you see the side of like, hey, that's a hell of a lot of work to go to a school where you don't really enjoy the school. And it's a lot of work for you to show up with 3000 fans. Right. Right. So there, I get that side of the argument. And, but on the flip side of it is if you really love competing and you're like a guy like a Cody Schrader who goes to a school where they probably got 5,000 people there at a game, I don't know. And you compete and do the best you can, let the chips fall where they may. um, You know, I think it paid off for him. So, you know, but, but at the same time, like I do get, the all or nothing thing, but the reality of it is, is do you really love football or do you love the thought of football, right? Is that, do you want to go on the recruiting visit and put on the uniform and then you post it to all your friends and then, you know, the dirty little secret is no one's happy for you, right? They're all, well, why is he, why is he at this? I'm better than him. You yeah, know, that's, that's, that's my DMs. That, that happens all the <laughs> yeah, time. That's my DMs. Right? We why, hear it all why the him, time. Not me. Yeah, why, no. why is he there? I, I should be there. Yeah. And, and the reality of it is, is like, Yes, you should enjoy the process of being recruited, 
because you're trying to find the best scenario for yourself and in your future. You don't have all the answers. You still got to get there and things got to go in your favor. But if you don't have that plan and you don't work towards it and you're just kind of going for the wrong reasons, you're going to get burned that you're going to get burned. It's not, it's, it's as simple as that. You're going to listen to people that give you bad advice. You're going to, you're going to take an offer that probably isn't right for you and you're going to be burned. And then a year in, you're looking to go on the transfer portal. Right. And, and there's still a lot of kids left in the transfer portal. I forgot the number I heard it was like 2000 or something. Oh, it's that, more than that. That yeah. like, that got left in the last cycle that yep. never played football again. Yeah. I, I hear it's like something like 5,000 who won't get a chance to play again. I let that sink in. And I know you think that it won't happen to you. It'll happen to you if you don't have a plan. Right. Unless you are one of those guys that they're on three or whoever those guys are, they're placing values on guys. Like, like it doesn't matter. Like they, like some of them will give you a free edit if you, uh, Oh yeah. 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 Again, (laughs) if, if that's what your goal is in this, just have go shoot a video for you. And don't get me wrong. There's some really cool videos that kids can do. Keepsakes but it doesn't do anything for your recruiting. It yeah. does not do anything. If anything, it makes you look a little bit audacious, a little bit out there that where coaches might be like, I don't want, I've already recruited guys like this. I don't want to deal with him. Yeah. You know what your best film needs to be? Your highlight film. Yes. Your best highlight film is your best five plays up front and show yourself doing the best you can do and, and paint a picture because that's what matters. I got to tell you what, there's guys at your high school right now, guys and gals at your high school that can make killer edits and killer hype videos for you if you want. And they'll do it for nothing. Not even, you know, you letting me know, you know, what school are you leaning towards or what school are you going to pick? I'll make the the sweet edit. They're at your school, they're at your high school Mm -hmm. and they can do it. And it's second nature to them. Yeah. Because kids are, yeah, there's, kids are really talented with thing. that. Oh, yeah. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, like, yes, have fun with it. Enjoy the process. Sure. But if you're not working hard, and what I mean by working hard, if you're not eating right, if you're not sleeping, you're not hydrating, you're not training, you're not lifting uh, and running, you know, you know, and studying film, like, then, and you have time to do all that other stuff, that's a problem, right? Yeah. That's a real big problem. Yeah. Season's over with. Yeah. And so, you know, you got to have a plan. Yeah. You got to have a plan. I mean, you know, you want to take the rest of December off to recover. And, and, you know, a lot of people are going to the seven on seven tryouts or whatever. And then come January, you better have your plan set and start to be implemented come January. So I was talking to a good friend of mine. He's um, involved in on the baseball side of things. And, and, uh, and I was talking to a scout, an NFL scout, and I, I relayed what I what I found out from the, one of the baseball guys. And so I've talked to you about we have a, pr- a process inside of our facility where they use force plates, okay? And the force plates gather a, a immense amount of data based off of your athleticism, so your ability to explode and control your body uh, throughout the process of jumping, which a full body movement, either sprinting or jumping, are the best two to give you an idea of what type of athlete you're working with. And... Uh, They've gotten to the point now where based off of these metrics with maybe a few other things mixed in there, they can tell you what a person's worth dollar wise to them when they're, when they're in high school. That's fascinating. They know. And you know how they know they benchmark all the guys that have been successful. And if you don't fit in those parameters, they know, uh, this guy's a cheap guy. He's a, you know, he's, he's kind of a, a farmed club guy, this guy here in the middle, 
he's doing, and this is an outlier. This is the guy we got to identify. And this is the kind of guy we got to pay. Don't think that's not going to happen in football soon enough. Because the problem with football is we have the 40, the broad, the vert, and uh, pro and the pro agility. Those are the main ones, plus the L cone um, and the bench press, um, mm-hmm. is, which has kind of fallen out of favor. Yeah. But the reality of it is, is as, as we get deeper into it, um, you better, you better believe the more money that gets involved, especially at college level, the pro guys do it real differently because they, they, they have a smaller pool to go after. Um, but you, as the money gets better in, in college at those bigger programs, you better believe the technology is going to get there and you're not going to cheat it by just showing up and being a good athlete, right? Uh, you have to work at it and you have to hone your body and you have to develop yourself. Cause if you're not doing that, somebody else will. And, and, and that's, that's the, that's the beauty of America, right? Like, like somebody else will be willing to put in the work. And, and so at that moment in time, when you can really distinctly just divide athletes out based off of that, not, you know, not a 40, that's why people hate the laser 40. You can't cheat it. But the crappy thing about a 40 is, is that technique is a huge component in how fast you yeah. run, right? So, you know, a jump is a jump, right? Standing on the ground, jumping up, it's really difficult to cheat, right? Just because it's it's gravity. There's gravity involved. Yeah. And once that happens and you jump and you come back down, it, it is ob- objective. It, 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 it is very focused on what you did. And there's nobody in there who's fudging numbers. There's nobody doing anybody favors, right? And they know what it looks like. So I would say within the next five, 10 years, you're going to see that technology have caught up into the NFL and then will trickle its way into college. And, yeah. and, and, and that's how they're going to start to really identify who the high performers are. Yeah, you're already seeing guys like do away from having guys with fast thumbs. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Make, making you faster than you are. But yep. da- data and algorithms, I mean, that's, that's the future of that's everything. It. And it is, you know, I mean, it's coming down to football. Now you still have to have, be able to play the game. There's yep. some really great athletes out there who can't play a lick of football. And you definitely want to have to hone those skills and, oh. and, and improve it and, and get, get the proper information, knowledge, and training in order to, to be that guy when you're ready. Because you really want to be a mix of both. Mm-hmm. And those are the elite guys, the guys who are a combination of both. Yeah, and I think, you know, the tough thing is, is that um, there are a lot of guys that, are really good athletes that don't know a lot about football and they get to college thinking that they're going to learn it and they don't understand the speed of the game. You know, if you're just a really good athlete and you don't have great skill and you don't know the game very well, you're in trouble when you get to college. Yeah. And this you, is, this is how you can be a really good high school football player yeah. and not be a uh, college prospect. Correct. Oh yeah. All the time. Happens both all the time. ways. Yeah. You're yeah. either a great athlete or you're a really good football player and not a great athlete. And you know, that's why you see guys who are like, well, man, he, he killed it in high school. Well, yeah, he was a really great high school football player. And he's a great effort guy, but we yeah. fit the scheme perfectly. And you always say though, but the thing is, is, you know, God doesn't give you everything because if he did, it'd be cheating. Right. So yeah. whatever those inefficiencies you have, that might be knowledge of game. It might be explosiveness. It might be technique, technique, Whatever that is, I promise you, you don't have all three if you're in high school. I, the best recruits in our area do not have all three. That's a fact. Okay? You have to figure out what those are. That's why you got to get around people that know what they're doing, that have done it before, right? I mean, with all due respect, we have more guys that we've trained that are playing the NFL than most of the guys walking around, you know, that are trainers have trained high school kids. 
I mean, that I'm not no. saying it to be mean. Yeah. The reality of it is, right, that that's how it works. Like if you're around people that are really good at what they do, they yield really good results, right? Yeah. And and if, if you know. If, I mean, just, just take one guy. You tweeted out about Jamie Pond yeah. and the offensive line training at, yeah. at, at Elite. I mean, what are you going to say about that? What yeah, what what, yeah. what can you come up and be like, no, nah, you don't want to do that. Well, gee, let's go down the list. But you, the problem is we have people that go, oh, he, yeah, we, I don't know. I mean, they do a lot of pass set work. What do you think college football is? That's what they do in college. If you watch college football games, if you can't pass set efficiently, you will never play it down in college football. You won't if you're an offensive lineman. Yeah. Right? If you're not used to having guys rush you at multiple angles and with different moves, and you're not good at it, you're going to get exposed in college because they're really damn good at it, right? I mean, you look at uh, our receivers, you look at the running backs, you look at uh, defensive backs, linebackers, quarterbacks. I mean, we have we have so many kids that have come through and then guys that have gone through and now are coaching and teaching what they learned through our process um, and, and, and being a part of that. I mean, we had guys. You've had so many that they're actually branching out. Yeah. Into, into other areas. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, hey, uh, a quick story. A guy that I had I trained for years, he was with the Rams, Austin Davis. Um, I was his first quarterback coach. He played He played in college yep. at Southern Miss. Never, he was a baseball guy, walked on, played football, made it to the NFL, got to St. Louis and said, hey, I don't, I, I'm not used to doing three and five-step drops because I never did in college. Right. So we start working with him. Trained him for, I think, four years, four or five years, whatever time he was here. He started a number of games with the Rams. He ended up going out to Seattle and bounced around a little bit. He was Russell Wilson's quarterback coach the last four years that he was in Seattle. Yeah. Right? A guy that we trained is then now training Russell Wilson. Yeah, he's a great X's and O's guy as well, right, obviously. But he's doing things and teaching and working on things that we worked on because that's his, 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 his framework it was trained with us. Right. So I think, you know, it's pretty unique when, when you get to see that and you see the inner workings of, you know, how fast it could happen for somebody, but you know, the work that was put in, you know, on the front end. Um, but yeah, I, it, the game can take you a lot of different directions, but if you're not working and you just hope it's going to happen, it ain't going to happen it, or at least the way you want it to. Right. So before we get out of here, Mizzou going to the Cotton. We've we've talked around it, but we yeah. haven't really talked about it. Your thoughts? Excited, really excited. Talked to a bunch of the guys. Um, I think it's just going to be a situation where I think Mizzou will be ready. I think Ohio State's oh. a hell of a team. Um, I think Mizzou is going to want it, you know. And I think it'll be curious. To, I'm really curious to see how it goes. Um, I'm thinking about going. I don't know if we're going to pull the trigger or no. not, but. Um, the dates kind of work out, so it might be a situation we get to go to. So um, I'm really excited. I, I think it'll be a culmination of a great season. I think Mizzou, I heard Brady was talking about it uh, the other day. I mean, they really won a bowl win. They had that one from Army slip through their hands uh, a couple years ago. Yeah. And then last year wasn't a great effort against Wake Forest. So, Well, not only that, but this would be their biggest bowl win <laughs> against a quality opponent. Last time they were even in the Cotton Bowl, we won, though, right? Yeah, even if, if even if <laughs> ten years yeah, ago, even if, I was going to say, even <laughs> even if you know they don't have their starting quarterback and other guys, you still it's still going to look in the record books like, hey, we beat Ohio State, mm-hmm. you know, because they're not going to have a little asterisk there that, that says, hey, well, the starting quarterback transferred out and all these other guys transferred out. We and, owe, and we owe fans, Ohio State. You Mizzou fans will take it. 
We, hey, we owe Ohio State for what From Andy Katzenmoyer, Andy Katzenmoyer did to Cor- Corby Jones at Mizzou oh, back yeah. in '97. Yeah, I witnessed it. It was one of the nastiest hits I've ever seen in my yeah. life. Yeah, D. Cleeter, he nailed him. Well, good, good luck with that. I think it's, I think it's going to be a good game. I think Mizzou stands a pretty good chance of winning, yeah. and it will elevate the program. They might even get a recruit to flip out of it. Oh yeah. Yeah, it might be a bowl bowl game for a recruit, a yeah. big name recruit. Yeah, that's 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 the word that that, that yeah. could possibly be on the line. So it could be recruit bowl. Yeah, Not I'd, I'd, I'd take recruit, Mizzou's chances in that. That'd be good. Recruit bowl. Oh, you know something that I don't. No, know. no, no, I don't know anything. Oh. I'm just just uh, I don't either. Then reading tea leaves. I don't. I don't either. Then I don't know anything. But that was always going to be a possibility. Now we skirt around that. State championships are done with. Uh, Liberty North wins class six. Did you get a chance to see that game at all? I did. I got to watch it online. It got a little little chippy at the end, but you know what? Hats off. Liberty North played a hell of a game. And yep. uh, you called at the beginning of the year, said they were one of the top teams. They were my number one team yeah. at the beginning and, of the year. And, and they uh, surprisingly, to me, surprisingly lost to Lee Summit North, but it's the first game of the year. So you can't really cry about that, even though somebody may have, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and look. It's a long season. That's why you can't let your emotions get the best of you out of game one coming, come, you know, uh, of the season. And they, they just had the dudes, you know, I, four, I, four, yeah. four of my four or five D one guys, four of my top 25 guys, you know, are on that team, including, uh, you know, uh, a couple of, of top 10 guys. Yeah. I, I think uh, they were physical. They wanted it. They were uh, they were definitely the out physical them. I mean, it, you know, I know it's easy to say, oh, they wanted it more, but you know, it, it appeared to me bigger, stronger, faster. Yes, there was there was that, and there was the past two years. CBC right. knocked them out, including last year on their home field in the semis. Very cold. I was it was very cold, and uh, they knocked them out. And let, let me tell you something. They remembered both of those two years. You remember Andy mm-hmm. Katzenmoyer mm-hmm. hitting Corby Jones. This is a little more recent. They yeah. remembered, and guess what? They got their payback. They did, and and hats off to them. They did hats a great job, and yep. they, they won. And I think you know, Coach Nolan, Coach Pingle, he'll rally the troops. Oh, They'll be ready to go next year. And hey, they made it to the state championship game. I mean, I know a lot three, of people are like, like I mean, that's pretty outstanding. Absolutely. I mean, how hard is that? I mean, there's a lot of variables. You're losing kids every year. I mean, that just shows they got a really good system going. It really is. They, and, Co- and Coach Pinkle said to me at the beginning of the year, but before the season started, he's like, you know, everybody's got them for us. Everybody. Every, we're everybody's, you know, everybody's going to, we're going to get their best game. A lot of guys have payback in mind. Mm-hmm. And if it wasn't Liberty North, at least Summit North would have had payback because guess what? CBC knocked them out yeah, as well. Got them last year. Yeah. Right? So, so, I mean, either way you go, you got to come in, you got to be prepared. You can't, you know, if somebody's, punching you somebody's getting a little chippy push back yep that's the only thing i can say about that yeah um also cardinal ritter two different classes class three state champs last year class five state champs this year you know um republic gave them a game yeah but again you know just a, a system tough hard-nosed football you know uh, ritter had the speed and the athleticism and the skill yep but you know republic kept in it for a while I know some of the some of the people were thought it was oh well, that was close. It really it really wasn't close because yeah. because I think the average, be a little deceiving. The, the average Ritter score was like a minute five. Yeah. You, you know what yeah. I mean? It's like you know you you would have Republic hold the ball for like twelve minutes, grind it out, maybe score, and then you know Ritter get the ball back, 
you know, that's the tough thing. Five. If you're going to do that and you're going to grind out the clock, you have to score if you're going to do score. that. Cause, cause if you Every know time. the other guys can score, then you're in trouble. But you know, uh, I've heard, and I don't know if this, you know, th- this may or may not be true. We'll have to see what happens next year that Ritter could get bumped to six. Is that right? I heard they were crazy. Yeah. I heard that. I heard that they're, they're in five for a couple years. So I, a guy that told me, was a little uh, in the know in the know the head of of Misha and and he was (laughs) and he was like a little like oh my god can you believe six I'm like yeah that would be a little that that was my point was that that would be pretty fast to do I was I was asked that question and so I kind of looked it up a little bit and it it looked like it said that it was going to be a couple years you have to do two years or believe so and then if they win again next year then they will probably for sure get bumped up most likely so that's 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 going to be interesting and they really don't lose a lot of guys no they're going to reload. The coach really Spain's doing a really good job, and uh, great job. Yeah. One of the first interviews we had here on on yep. the show uh, from him actually had a couple of different times talking to him, and uh, you know he's 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 done a great job, done yeah. it right, and uh, good for him. And then uh, Carney beating Hillsborough in Class Four, um, not a, again, not a surprise. That Carney team is just tough. Really, you tough. see a lot of physical toughness coming from the west side of the state. Yeah, might not have the athletes. That but did, yeah, St. Louis does. probably a lot of weight room wins too. Guys that are serious about the weight room, and, serious about the weight room, yeah. serious about the system. Uh, just, just you know, from the bottom, r- repeat, repeat. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of those guys have middle school teams that are actually tied in through Misha. Yep, right. Misha sponsored sports, uh, which none of those exist in the St. Louis area except the only one I know it would be closest to us is Troy. Mm-hmm. They run like the actual Misha, you know, sanctioned uh, middle school, which you know. I mean, more schools here probably won't do that because of the costs. But uh, you know, Park Hill Central though—that's as, as close close to us, right? They got a right. They got a solid win. Yeah, they're a really good a, team. a really good Seneca team. Yeah, they, really good they, team. They have they have players, and the unfortunate thing that is about that is, little southeast, you know, of St. Louis, you really don't hear. It's almost like no, like radio silence on on that. And I'm hoping to change that a little bit going forward because it's. Yeah, they're close. Is, they're not that they're, far away. They they are, and, and, but still, you don't you don't hear anything. Yeah, you you probably. I mean, think about it. You hear Jackson, right? Maybe a little right. bit of Cape, but that's it. Yeah, Parker Central, but they have some really good athletes. They got you know, it's a small town environment. They uh, play good football. Heard, down I've heard it's a really Africa. fun place to go play games. I've heard, yeah. yeah, it's really really cool. Yeah, atmosphere. I've I've been there. I, I remember spending a cold, rainy night there when. Uh, Coney Ely was uh, and oh, his yeah. New Madrid team was playing them and oh, yeah. just kind of put it to them. But, I, I could see that. Yeah. So, yeah. Congratulations to all those teams. And uh, hard to believe, man, the season's gone by that fast. You know, I, it's, it's exciting because it's, it's, it was a great season. But at the same time, the beauty of football is we get Never to start ends. working for next year. Oh, it's a year-round sport. Like you walk into our facility, the biggest sign in there is next season starts today, and that's that's kind of the motto we live by because, you know what, we're, we're already looking forward to next year. Now, if your season just ended this weekend, take some time off. Let your body rest, recover. I know some guys jump right into basketball. Yeah, and don't worry about winter camps. Oh. That was, I, had a, I had that question posed to me. What, 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 went, what winter camps should my kids go to for – for the best exposure of colleges? The answer? Wait to the spring. I mean, let your body recover. Start which would, working. Which would tell me none. None. Right. I would I would wait to the spring. And then there's, I mean, it's not even a, a, a question. If something's in, in right now, 
in, in you know, December, January, February, like it's too fast. I mean, you got to let your body re- recover and those scores, it's on you. Those scores are going out to colleges. So if you want, if you think you're running your fast, fastest 40 and jumping your best right now, coming out of the season, you're a different type of athlete than most most athletes are. You need to let your body recover and start working on those skill sets so you can test appropriately and get a little weight back on your body. Yeah. You know, do you want that stuff going out to schools? It would and be then, my question. And then go to a couple events where you're going to be able to test, find out where you're at, find out where you need to work at. And then the camps that will get you exposure are college camps. Yeah. You want to go to those? hundred percent. And I think Linda Woods... May 31st, uh, June 1st. The, the Mecca. That's, yeah, that's it. The Mega is the Mecca. So that'll do it for us this week. We'll go ahead and uh, chime in again next week or as far as we can through the holidays. Yeah. And, and then uh, pick it up again and lots to talk about football-wise. So Heck yeah. Always every, is. Everybody, take care. Enjoy your week. And we'll talk to you next week. Thank <laughs> you.